This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. As you know, we kept going. We popped out a show Friday night and a show Saturday night where we began talking about ectogenesis, ectogenesis, which is being able to fertilize and grow a baby outside of a female's body in what would be called an artificial or synthetic womb ladies and gentlemen just like in the movie the matrix and so i was going to pop on yesterday sunday and do another show and i told you we had the baby shower for my wife which was beautiful my mother and sister did a fantastic job. A lot of my wife's friends came, family came, new friends that we made here in Frederick, Maryland came. Uh, the woman that teaches our aqua classes at the YMCA came. Our new friend JP from the Y came. Very interesting character. I mentioned him on the show before. I had a longer conversation with him there, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to invite him onto this show. A wealth of knowledge, 78 years old. He has no filter he says what he believes but he is a trained architect and engineer who sees the dangers of technology and he's not afraid to talk about it so i am going to probably bring jp on we will not agree on many things but i'm not here to debate jp i am here to uh, pick his mind and share the stuff about homeopathics and his experience in the army and uh his experience with uh, flying planes, and he was a conscientious objector during Vietnam. So he served, but he refused to kill people. And so he's very interesting. I'm going to bring him on. I have another friend of mine who connected with JP there, older woman. Uh, I've introduced her to Maria Albanese, and so I may try to get her on and pick her brain for a while. She knows all about homeopathic medicine as well. And so it was a great and wonderful day. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to pop on because we were there helping clean up until 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And so now my mother is uh, taking off and going back to her home in Texas uh, tomorrow morning. So what I'm going to do here, folks, this is going to be a short show. It's going to be one hour, and then I've got to go do some family stuff. I'm going to come back and do another hour. But here is the deal, folks. 
We are talking about ectogenesis, which fell into my lap thanks to Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays. And so I started researching that topic, and I was supposed to cover the Biden executive order, which I will get to. But frankly, this stuff is a lot more important. And so I'm going to get into a little bit of the history of ectogenesis. Then we are going to look at the technology itself today, but I found a whole bunch more. If you remember uh, a couple nights ago, I think it was the Saturday night show, uh, I showed a seven-year-old video where they were starting to build these artificial wombs and they were testing them on baby sheep. And so I said I was going to show you a video of what the technology looks like today which i have but i also found some more interesting information so with this type of technology there always has to be these big players involved and so now we have a gentleman who i introduced to you the founder of ethereum who was backed by Peter Thiel through the Thiel Fellowship, which we had reviewed heavily several episodes ago, is now pushing the idea of the synthetic womb in cooperation with another gentleman named Elon Musk, who we covered, what, five or six episodes on Elon Musk and the Neuralink brain chip. And so we will get to that probably in part two of these two one-hour episodes. So right now, what I want to do is let's go back to the original article that we started reviewing on ectogenesis. And this is from geneticliteracyproject.org. And that is what Maria initially sent me. And the title of that was Artificial Wombs, the Coming Era of Motherless Births, question mark, written in April 2022. And so I just kind of brushed over this the other day, but let me read it again to you. Scientifically, it's called ectogenesis, a term coined by J.B.S. Haldane in 1924, a hugely influential science popularizer. Haldane did for generation what Carl Sagan did later in the century. And I said Haldane was kind of like the old school version of the modern day Ray Kurzweil, who we all know as the chief engineer of uh, Google formerly worked for Microsoft. He's a futurist and a prophet who talks about the mind uploading and putting nanobots inside of his bloodstream so that he can live forever. He can have immortality. So Haldane was kind of like Ray Kurzweil back then. It said Haldane got people thinking and talking about the implications of science and technology on our civilization. So I guess he was like Ida, the robot uh, painter, whose job it is to make us ask ourselves, is this the direction we want to go in? While, of course, she's normalizing and humanizing that direction so haldane got people thinking and talking about the implications of science and technology on our civilization and did not shy away from inventing new words in order to do so describing ectogenesis as pregnancy occurring in an artificial environment from fertilization to birth haldane predicted that by 2074 this would account for more than 70 percent of human births his prediction may yet be on target and so I know I read this to you before, but I'm just trying to catch you back up because over the weekend, people get busy. 
But let me just say this, folks. I want to make this perfectly clear why we are talking about this. We're talking about this because these madmen, inspired by people like JBS Haldane, these mad scientists and universities and working out of international institutions funded by global governments and such, Uh, people that are being funded by the likes of Elon Musk and others, they want to be able to create, uh, breed a human baby without mommy, okay? And we know it could already be done technically without daddy in vitro and such. And so now they don't want mommy. So if they need humans in the future, if they need to breed human babies for whatever reason, I don't know, as DNA storage drives, as uh, organ donors for the elites, as, I don't know, blood concoctions for Peter Thiel's company Ambrosia that injects young blood into old people, if they need children for, I don't know, batteries, uh, maybe they're going to hook them up with this synthetic skin and then have them generate power for them. If they need babies without parents, babies with no real owners, uh, why not just grow them in the labs? What do you think? The government is going to tell them they can't do it? What do you think? The government is going to say that's unethical? What do you think? The governing bodies overseen by the committees that govern the committees that oversee the governing bodies that run the committees? That the politicians, the elected officials, your so-called representatives in this so-called constitutional republic, the ones who are paid off with money from the very technocrats who collect the money from the government to run their projects, to start their companies, to fund their technology. You think that those elected officials, your representatives, are going to stop this? They're going to say it's immoral. They're going to say it's unconstitutional. It's unethical. It's wrong. This is dangerous. It's a slippery slope. Of course not, folks. Everything goes here. Everything goes here in America. What we used to call the United States of America that's now one giant Amazon trading hub. Right here in America, the world's truck stop bathroom. Send all your garbage here, folks. Pull up to the old truck stop. Walk inside. Go to the bathroom. Pee on the toilet seat. Take a crap on the floor. You know, it doesn't really matter. On your way out, rip a urinal, or, <laughs> rip a urinal off the wall and throw it into the middle of the bathroom. Right all over the walls with a Sharpie marker, because this is America. This is the world's dump. Oh, yeah, folks. Walk out there, steal yourself a bag of Cheetos and a Slim Jim, give a finger to the cashier, tell her to F off as you walk out the door and slam it on an old lady. They go up to the pump, fill up your car with gas, and drive off. Don't even pay for it. This is America, the Amazon trading hub. This is the place you come to to sell all your goods and send the money back home. So you think in this country, these people, our leaders, our wonderful leaders are going to stop something like this. They're going to stop corporations, mad scientists and oligarchs like Peter Thiel and Elon Musk from growing babies in labs that they, in fact, will own. I mean, come on, folks. Jeffrey Epstein was involved with this type of stuff. He was trying to spread his seed everywhere, as Elon Musk is as well. So they can grow their army of children, their army of babies inside of their labs. You don't need women anymore. You don't need men. Why would we need them to make babies when we can grow them in labs? And then we can fulfill Jeff Bezos of Amazon's dream to have a million 
Einsteins floating around space, all to live on Mars with him as he leads the world as king of the galaxy. That's it, folks. That's where we are. So let's look at JBS Haldane, who these guys want to bring his, his science to fruition. It says here, and I mentioned this to you before, but let me recap. In discussing the idea in his work, Daedalus, a reference to the inventor in Greek mythology who, through his inventions, strived to bring humans to the level of the gods, Haldane was diving into issues of his time, namely eugenics and the first widespread debates over contraception and population control. Folks, let me just tell you something. Okay, first off, there's so much to unpack there, at least the dots that I can connect, and I mentioned the use before. So this guy writes his book, Daedalus, after the Greek, uh, after Greek mythology, after the inventor who strived to bring humans to the level of God. So you have Greek mythology. Well, Peter Thiel has the company Ambrosia, which is to inject young blood into old people to help them on their quest for immortality. And ambrosia is the Greek mythology term for the concoction drank by gods in order to have immortality. So you've got that Greek mythology in there. Okay, number two, it says striving to bring humans to the level of gods. Well, that is what? Yuval Noah Harari, who talks about these guys who control the data, who have the codes to hack humans, will be the gods of the new era. It goes on to say that this guy, Haldane, was into eugenics and debates over contraception and population control. Well, population control, you have all these guys involved. Bill Gates, you've got uh, um, Henry Kissinger, and now you have Peter Thiel and Elon Musk playing the other side, which is, no, we need to grow the population, but their solutions, you will see, are going to be ectogenesis, not people need to have babies. Oh, no, they're trying to engineer humans away from being able to have babies so they can grow them in the labs. Everything is coming together now for me. I'm seeing the big picture here. It's starting to make more sense, and we'll unravel this over the next couple of episodes. And then you have eugenics, obviously, um, you know, in modern history, modern history, we're supposed to tie eugenics into Nazi Germany, but then you also have contraception. Contraception comes growing out of Margaret Sanger, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood. I've read some of her books over the years, and so she spread the concept of free love in the hippie era, got everyone to start having sex with all these different partners, and then told them, hey, women, you need to get a job in the corporate arena. You need to compete with the men for the big jobs. And so the answer to that is contraception and abortion. Abortion, there you go, eugenics. And Margaret Sanger was no fan of the poor, no fan of brown people. No, she wanted to engineer them out of existence folks that's what she wanted to do she even talked about in one of her books going and recruiting black reverends to promote her abortion stuff in the churches but didn't let them really know what they were doing because if they knew what they were doing they wouldn't really take part in it so they pushed the concept of free love and feminism freeing women from the troubles of having to have a spouse and 
you know, going out and working uh, and competing with the man in the workforce, really breaking apart families and traditional structure in order to then push the idea of abortion. And so they could eventually weed out certain types of people, the undesirables. You know, she actually thought she was doing these people a favor if they were poor and living a miserable life as she had deemed, you know, as her decision, then she was doing them a favor by basically weeding them out of the gene pool. And so this guy right here, JBS Haldane, that we'll eventually get into, big communist and everything like that, great guy. Uh, we'll get into him as we unroll this, but we're going to kind of twist between Haldane and Elon Musk and then uh, Peter Thiel and others in this story. And so when I get back, I want you to just be ready for this wild roller coaster ride centered around these artificial synthetic wombs, folks. I'm serious. Think about this stuff over the break because I know what I just gave you was a lot of information packed into, I don't know, 15 minutes. I've got to absorb it now, folks. So enjoy that. Sit on it. Take a deep breath because we are going for a wild ride right into the Matrix. Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are on a wild ride learning about ectogenesis. I never thought I'd be here, folks, honestly. This stuff was barely on my radar, barely on my radar. And thanks to Maria Albanese, God, I've been dreaming about this stuff. It's just... The further you dig into this, the crazier stuff gets. And as I mentioned to you on the last couple of podcasts, I'm trying not to go too deep into each of these topics because each one of them could take me, you know, 10 hours to really explain in full. So I'm trying to scratch the surface of each of these and give you enough information. And trust me, we're building out the Telegram, which is... um, You can look that up at Dustin Gold Show. And I think that connects into a group. I'm not sure how it works. And that's uh, the gold pillars, so you can comment and share information as well. But I'm trying to get in the habit of dumping these articles onto Telegram until we figure out how to get them over at pain.tv slash gold or I launch them on a new site that we started working on so that you guys can dig further into these topics if they interest you. And as they come back in my radar, up on my radar, I'll get further into each one of them, but I'm really trying to cover as much of the technology and the biotech that is out there as possible so that you have a broad view of what's coming, and then we can really start to dig deeper into these topics as they become more prevalent. But I want to just also tell you guys, after being at the baby shower yesterday and after really networking uh, with with, uh, all of the health stuff related to the birth of our child, and um, and just with exercise and farming and everything going on, I want to tell you, I don't know if you see it in your personal lives, but in the end, we are the radicals. Um, sadly, we are the radicals. 
the vast majority of people have accepted, uh, I don't believe wittingly, so unwittingly accepted, um, this coming technocracy, the fourth industrial revolution, the fourth industrial revolution, because they've just merged with the technology without even realizing that they have. I don't even think it's a question anymore. And so yesterday at the baby shower, I had multiple conversations with uh, a couple of engineers that I know, uh, older gentlemen that, you know, they help build this kind of tech. And then a friend of mine who is a salesman in the food industry who told me about going to the eye doctor the other day and he didn't even meet with a doctor. It was all done over telemedicine. And then he's in the process of trying to move into another job within the career because he sees in the next few years salesmen being replaced and he's really worried he's going to be out of a job. So he's trying to position himself to be on the forefront of, you know, metaverse, uh, virtual reality and augmented reality technologies in sales. And so we really are the radicals, folks. I mean, when you try to talk to people about this, you do look like you're crazy, even though in the end, you're armed with all this information. It's all true. We're just looking at the words, the articles, the white papers, the videos, the speeches, the investors, the money, you know, the technologies, the companies, the uh, publicly traded companies, the NGOs, the think tanks the international governing bodies, all this stuff that goes behind the technocracy is all very real. But yet at the same time, you know, normal people out there, uh, because we are in the minority, normal people out there have just come to terms with it, I guess. So they don't recognize the dangers. And some of them I talked to yesterday don't even see it as necessarily a bad thing this human evolution of humans as dennis bushnell the chief scientist at nasa puts it and the fact that we are on this path to engineer humans out of existence some of these engineers actually just see it as part of natural evolution um and sort of i said when you take the concept of god the creator mother nature out of the equation then humans start to have this god complex in which they think that it's okay for humans to intervene with evolution and so if humans decide that humans need to be engineered out of existence eugenics and everything else are now on the table that's okay with some of them uh this gentleman uh, jp who i want to bring on who's 78 years old uh, engineering background does not see it that way and that's why i want to bring him on because he does recognize the dangers but congratulations you are a radical folks you are a radical and this is going to be a difficult uphill battle uh, to try to wake people up which is why i think the end approach for us is to figure out how to live one foot in and one foot out of the matrix because i don't really see us waking up enough people to get them to toss the uh, smartphones into a faraday cage or something no i don't i don't see that happening unfortunately so we're gonna have to figure out what the plan is and then figure out how to circumvent it in our own personal lives and that's what i'm working on over here let's continue with this article it says whether haldane's view will prove correct uh, this is about ectogenesis coming to fruition by 2074. So whether Haldane's view will prove correct about the specific timing of when ectogenesis might become popular 
or the numbers of children born that way, it's certain that he was correct that at the time he was right that the societal implications are sure to be significant as the age of motherless birth approaches. They will not be the same societal implications that were highlighted highlighted in Daedalus, however. So, just women out there, I want you to think about this. The age of motherless birth. So, you have all of these scientists, all of these engineers, all of these oligarchs, these technocrats, technologists, engineers, programmers. Uh, you have the entire sort of feminist movement, the fake feminist movement, really, who talks about... Um, you know, hands off my body when we're debating, you know, abortion rights or whatever. Hands off my body. Well, it will be hands off your body because these guys are going to take away the need to have you in the equation. And so at the end of the day, even though I find humanity at times to be annoying and disgusting, at the same time, I cheer on the side of humanity and I cheer on mothers, okay? I think you play a very important role in this equation. I see what my wife is going through and the fact that her tummy has been growing and she's carrying this baby inside of her. God, it's sometimes you look at her and you actually envy her. Like, wow, there's a life growing inside of her. Uh, the magic of the universe. You know, it's just, it's so crazy. So to me, to take mothers out of the equation, you women should be very upset about this. They're not offering you, uh, like, would you trade carrying your own child and giving birth to life? Like, you can only do that. Men can't do that. Um, would you trade that for what they're selling you, this soulless materialism? Oh, it's going to take away your time at some stupid corporate job? Like, in reality, I mean, I will give you my personal opinion. If you go back to sort of what we would call a traditional nuclear family, um, father goes out and works in a coal mine all day, and the mother stays home and raises the children and takes care of the household. I mean, in my opinion, the mother had the most important job of all. And I don't think the man disrespected the mother because that was the arrangement. Shit, the guy obviously trusted her with what were half his children and half hers and the household and everything. He goes out and works a meaningless job just for the purpose of bringing home food coupons. You know, go a generation before that, he'd be out in the field hunting all day, risk getting eaten by a lion or a bear so that he could bring home meat to the family. But the mother was there taking care of the children, raising the children, keeping the household together. So when they start these fights between man and woman, it's to divide us instead of keeping a family together and operational and loving and caring and respecting of each other so now they want to take away from from women this ability to uh have children to bring life into this earth and i'm telling you folks it's always a trap because once they do that to you women you are going to see how they treat you then they're going to deem you useless just like they're doing with men the attack against men in the last 20 years so you're next on the chopping block don't let these people deceive you propagandize you bait you and walk you up the train tracks into auschwitz where you will work on their terms in your corporate job until they're ready to eliminate you to send you to the showers because that is always the plan folks this article goes on to say technology developing in increments 
Where are we on the road to ectogenesis right now? And we're going to get into this. To begin, progress has definitely been rapid over the last 20 to 30 years. In the mid-1990s, Japanese investigators succeeded in maintaining goat fetuses for weeks in a machine containing artificial amniotic fluid. At the same time, the recent decades have seen rapid advancement in neonatal intensive care that is pushing back the minimum gestational age from which human fetuses can be kept alive. Today, it is possible for a preterm fetus to survive when removed from the mother at a gestational age of slightly less than 22 weeks. That's only a little more than halfway through the pregnancy, normally 40 weeks. And while rescuing an infant delivered at such an early point requires sophisticated, expensive equipment and care, the capability continues to increase. And as I mentioned to you guys before, we've been talking a lot with our midwives and our doula about this type of stuff and they warn that if you're giving birth in a hospital the hospitals the doctors are trained to constantly do uh belly scans ultrasounds and such because they're looking for reasons to um induce birth to make you have birth earlier than you naturally would or to push you into a c-section scenario and they don't necessarily know why no one really knows why but i question if it's so that they can put them in some kind of machines like this because these machines are the beta test for what they're building which is the synthetic artificial womb to grow babies without actual parents and so all this stuff they do in the science experiments and these human trials is to test out the Frankenstein technology on real people. That's always what they're doing so that they could perfect it to the point where they don't need you anymore. It's like the Neuralink brain chip with Elon Musk. They say that they're going to test it on people with paralysis and people with memory loss and such, but the ultimate goal is to augment the human brain, as Dennis Bushnell from NASA admits in a NASA-published paper. Okay, so they're always using you as the guinea pig to perfect their technology, saying that it's to help humans. Oh, you need to have the baby C-section. We'll take it out at 20 weeks. We'll put it inside our artificial womb. Okay, it worked at 20. Let's roll that back to 15, to 10. Okay, now we've reached the point where we don't need mom at all. Goodbye, Mom. We don't need you. You see how evil these people are? They're always thinking, folks. They're always thinking. They're always scheming. They're always scamming. They're always planning. And while we go to a break, I am going to plan the next segment. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, we're going to jump into a video. I'm going to show you where they are, where they were about a year ago with this technology, and you're going to be blown away. And then eventually, we're going to loop this in to Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and the gang, and then get deeper into JBS Haldane, because he is instrumental in this modern transhumanist anti-human movement ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 